Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. Today I wanted to talk about project charters. As I've been helping quite a few people with developing and putting together a charter for an improvement that they'd like to make, there's a little bit of confusion and I'll, I think I understand what the confusion might be coming from. So I saw a couple different charter templates that other companies provided. And what I think what's missing here is there's an expectation on the forms that there's a solution already determined. When I think of a project charter, I'm usually thinking about a Six Sigma project or a large lean initiative. And so we are trying to capture the problem itself, who's gonna be on the team, why we're picking this one particular area. So we need to understand what is the cost impact, the customer impact, the impact on the employees, anything that would help justify why we're gonna spend time on this. There's also some expectations around timeframe. You know, is this gonna take a couple of weeks, a couple of months, probably just a couple of months. If we can uh, put a lot of resources on it, then we can go faster. And then just who's going to support this project. So if you run into problems or issues, who do you go to from leadership to get those resolved and you can move forward? So those are the main things that we're looking to put on this project charter. But when I look at these other templates, what I see is um, expectations around the solution that's going to be implemented. So there's calculations for return on investment and what's the cost going to be, and what's the payback period, and things like that. And so what I see in those forms is that the, the analysis has already been done. The work has already been determined that led to this particular solution. You know, the process has already been studied. Maybe that's the case. Maybe all that work has been done, but probably it hasn't fully, or maybe it's just a bunch of good ideas that people are coming forward with. You know, we need a new machine. Okay, well, do some calculations and justify it. Well, how do we know that a new machine is the right answer to that particular process issue or metric that we're trying to improve? You know, where's the, the evidence that said this was the root issue or this is the, the bottleneck reason we have to address it that way? And this is why we, we feel that the machine or new piece of equipment is the only way we can address this. I think that's a fancy answer that people like to gravitate towards is we need new stuff. We need a new database. We need a new piece of equipment. We need more space. We need a new building. We need a new ERP system. Whatever it is, it's always nice to say we need something brand new and we got to start over. But I think there's a, a lot of times we haven't really understood the current issue and really studied it and analyze the data and really figure it out. Is that really going to solve the problem? And is it even the, the cause of the problem at first? So I think that's the, the big difference here is on these project charters, the expectation is you don't know what the answer is going to be yet. And that might be strange for people to deal with. So I don't know how we're going to get flow going, but we're going to follow the tools and, and use the concepts and principles to get there. I don't know how we're going to reduce the variation in this process but we're going to follow the DMAIC roadmap, but we're going to see where it takes us. And I see a lot of the other forms are already saying, tell us what you're going to go do, and then we'll approve this particular project. And so if you're involved in reviewing projects, 
I think that's a really important question to ask is how did you arrive at this answer? How do we know this is the case? And what I would like to see or expect to see would be we define the problem, we evaluated the process, we studied the current state of the process, we talked to the people in the process, we looked at data, we investigated and came up with root issues or variation sources, and that led us to a bunch of different possible solutions. And based on the team's experience and knowledge and the um, work it's going to take, we feel like this is the best solution. But I think a lot of that usually gets left off of these forms and templates for doing a project. And all it is is tell us the improvement that you're going to go do. So I think if you have an opportunity to look at these, that's where the tools of Lean and Six Sigma can come into play is challenging, how did we arrive at this? So when we go off and, and spend this money on that equipment, is it really gonna work? And the more of that prep work and analysis that is done, hopefully the odds of that working out will be much greater. When you see that it hasn't done and they weren't performed, then we really wanna challenge, is this gonna work? Because maybe we're going down the wrong path. I've also found a lot of organizations don't go back and check. You know, you put on here that you have a six month payback and that's why we approved it. Well, what's the real data? Was it a six month? Did you get better than that? Was it only three months? Or probably it wasn't that. You were just trying to get it justified. So you have some really uh, aggressive numbers for improvement. And then we look at the real results and it's not there. I think there's a, a big gap there in going back and checking what has been implemented in the past to verify, did it get the results we expected? And I think the, the main issue is they know it didn't. And so they know it's not even worth it to go back and check it. And so that's what we're trying to do with these improvement methodologies is come up with better solutions to the problem that have a higher success rate because we've done the right work, we've done the homework. And hopefully management will see that, that when they're looking at comparison of projects, yeah, this one might say it's a six month payback and the Six Sigma project might say it's a year and a half payback, but this one has rough numbers and this one has much stronger numbers and they have better analysis leading up to that. Hopefully they're going to say, I'm, I'm going to go with the longer payback project because I think that's actually going to be realistic. And this other one, I don't really know if that's even going to solve our problem. But again, people get distracted by those short payback periods and say, well, that must be the best project to do. So we want to start to change the culture a little bit and really challenge, where did you get that data? How do you know you're on the right track there? And so that's how I think about a project charter is I don't know what the solution will be, but I need approval to go put a team together and figure it out. And where these other templates might be, okay, now that I've figured out what we need to do, and if it does cost money or we do need to invest, then this is why we're gonna invest because here's the benefits. And this is the data that's gonna show me that it was actually gonna pay for itself and it's actually gonna work out. So I hope that was helpful. If you have thoughts or questions around that, uh, please reach out through the Anchor app. Please follow and, and share this if you think it was helpful. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.